When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host, Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. Oh, yeah. The Joe Rogan Experience Review. Great week. Back in the saddle. What's up, buddy? Dude, Ice Cube on this week. Come on. Yeah, Ice. Ice Cube. What a legend. We also got Killer Mike and then Amanda Fielding. Yeah, very interesting week. Yes. Who are we starting with? Let's go with Ice Cube. All right. Yep. My God, this guy's been around forever. How much do you think he's worth? He's got to be mega wealthy. I don't know, but I had no idea how many films he actually produced, mm-hmm. which was cool to hear. Dude, I can't believe he wrote Friday. I knew, I did know that. It's so funny, though. Yeah. I mean, isn't that how Chris Tucker kind of got famous? Isn't that his first film? I think so, yeah. It's you up, got uh, knocked the fuck out. Dude, that was brilliant. What a legendary line. <clears throat> well, there's like four Fridays. I've only seen the first one. <laughs> yeah, I only saw that first one. Friday after next. Maybe uh-huh. there's only three. <laughs> I, I may have seen some of the other ones, but either way, the first one was legendary. I, I thought it was cool to hear about how when he was when he starred in Boys in the Hood, right? That was his first movie that he was really involved in. Right. And that kind of, you know, spurred this idea of, hey, I kind of like being in movies and I want to maybe produce some and write some and... It sounded like there was a kid that was following him around. He said he was a sophomore at, was it at Harvard? There was a guy that that was part of, you know, maybe knew his uh, manager or something Mm -hmm. and kept kind of pushing Ice Cube to write more because, like, obviously his lyrics are amazing. Yeah. He's smart. Mm -hmm. He's super artistic. And he, he convinced him to be in Boys in the Hood. And then he also convinced him to write Friday, it sounded like. Right. Yep. That's pretty cool. Dude, I mean, just like if you think of the the like breadth of his capabilities, can we say depth too? And Bre- depth, breadth and depth. Yeah, wide <laughs> and deep. That's what I was saying. But if you think of what now? Sorry, no, just just that. Like, think of the range that he's had. Yeah, like gangster rap, kids, funny movies, like hilarious movies, like action. Yeah, I mean, and then, yeah, what was the, uh, he also was in uh, 21 Jump Street, the newer one. Mm-hmm. It was great. That was a good film. Yeah, that was good. But I appreciated him when he talked about, you know, what was he calling it? The Cube Vortex? Mm-hmm. And, Just get sucked in. Well, it was it was cool, and he didn't really say it was because he was a father, but in my mind, it, it, it stems from him being a dad. I mean, he has five kids, and for him to explain that he didn't want seven-year-olds 
saying you got knocked the fuck out and watching Friday because mm-hmm. and he didn't mention it was because of his own kids, but I imagine it had a lot to do with it. And that's kind of what brought him to create more family movies because he wanted younger kids to have something to watch that maybe was PG 13 instead of rated R or just PG. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what was, what was that film? The, I think that first kids film he did was supposedly really good. I haven't watched it, Mm -hmm. but he was having like five and six and seven year old kids saying, Hey, I first found out about you. Uh, let me just look that film up real quick. Hold on. What was it called? Uh, are, are we there yet? Right. So <clears throat> he does the Are We There Yet show, which is he, I think it's the premise is him taking his girlfriend's kids on a road trip. Right. Right. And uh-huh. having to deal with that. It sounds good. We should watch it. Yeah. I, I bet it's funny. But, but, they, it, but it is cool how he said, yeah, now this new generation, if they watch his stuff at the appropriate ages, yeah, you know, and then eventually get to like Friday and then who knows, end up listening to NWA. Right. At some point they get to see this like kind of age appropriate progression of him like crushing it at all those levels yeah pretty cool yeah that's badass i mean i wish ice t would have done that a little bit because i love ice t too Mm -hmm. (laughs) isn't he been on that cop show forever yeah i think so yeah yeah Yeah, he's also a great actor Mm -hmm. i mean you think of it like any any artist not any artist but a lot of artists right they're good on the mic they're good in front of people they're good at creating a persona on stage. Obviously, most of these people you would think are going to be good actors as well. Yeah, you would imagine. Or directors, because they know... And that was another interesting thing he mentioned about how he wants to be behind the scenes. He doesn't want to just be an actor. He doesn't want to just be told what to do. He wants to be behind the scenes. He wants to help produce. He wants to help write mm-hmm. and be involved in the in the direction of the of the film, which is cool. Yeah. And it makes sense because he's a fucking solo rap artist. Yeah. Legend. Well, it, didn't he say he's starting a podcast tour? That sounds dope. Oh, he yeah, like yeah. wants to meet the fans and get out there. Is he doing that now? I, I think it's starting. Okay, he so wants I'll, to like set that up. We should put some links in about that. But he wants to meet the people, and he was talking about what's he doing with that basketball thing? It's like a network. Oh, it was or? a tour. He was he's trying to create a. Um, it was like a three on three tour, or is it more of a more of a like like smaller version of the NBA? Right, right. Yeah, and he's getting pushback because they don't mm-hmm. want the competition, which is so dumb. They should just, you know, should be open to that. It's like people are either going to watch it or they don't. You know what I mean? It only supports everything that is basketball. Yeah, but people get scared, man. They're scared of rappers, you know? <laughs> all, these, all these rich old white guys are probably still scared of Ice Cube. <sighs> so he says, it, this, so this was two weeks ago, Ice Cube's Basketball League partners with uh, Mid-Atlantic Sports Network ahead of summer tour. So it sounds like they're... About to do a summer tour. Okay. Okay. That's yeah, cool. Let's that's check cool. that out. But that's you know that's very different too, and awesome. Like he's he's got you know his hands in a lot of pies. Well, yeah, he's a smart guy. Yep. And he's freaking busy, you know. Oh, for sure. That's the beauty of it. when you see the amount of talent <clears throat> that some people have. Clearly, Ice Cube has it, and they just can't stop. Yeah, they just get a new idea. They keep doing it. They're just entrepreneurs, and they have enough money to create these things. I mean, that always helps, right? He's not. It's not like he doesn't have any cash. Sure, but it's not like he needs to do any of this stuff. I yeah, mean, but he, he has is to. Rich, but he has to. Yeah, 
He wants to. That's what he. That's what he does. He lo- likes to say busy and relevant, and and I get it. It's it's badass that these rappers. I remember being a kid and thinking, what a rapper's going to look like when they're older, mm. because rap just seemed like such a young, cool thing. And then eventually, these rappers will be like old men, and it's like, do, can you still rap then, or does <clears throat> it just look silly? But really, it's the same as rock stars. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's like, dude, you would love to go watch snoop or ice cube do anything right go sing and they're they're what in their 50s at least oh yeah he's in his 50s for sure so it says okay it is a three-on-three basketball league i was right okay so it's a three-on-three founded by hip-hop musician and actor ice cube uh the league consists of 12 teams whose rosters include both former nba players and international players that's sweet that's pretty dope and three-on-three is fun to watch man yeah that's a fast game nuts pretty sick yeah Duncan. Yeah. I like that when Rogan asked him what is what was the first thing you bought with your money, you know, when he got rich. Oh uh, yeah. And he's like a Honda Accord. That's right. He had twenty G's cash. And he was like, That's how much I got and I want a new car. Dude, Honda Accords are tight. When they, they first came out, what was that, probably ninety three? You just imagine him saying, like, Oh, I bought a Ferrari or a, a Benz or you whatever. Would think a Benz. Right? You would think a Benz. But no, he was just like, Yep, that's what I got. I didn't spend too much. He talked about those two guys that bought those Corvettes and literally spent all of their cash. Mm-hmm. He's like, now you're broke. Yeah. What was interesting to me is to hear the timeline, right? Because I grew up listening to gangster rap and just rap in general because my older brother, he's four years older than me. And so anytime he would leave the house, I would go downstairs and listen to his tapes, right? He had the he had the tape deck with the speakers that he had, you know, from my dad, he got all my dad's fucking, uh, records, which is funny cause now he runs a record label. Um, but so he had this, the nice speakers and the tape deck and everything. So I would go down there and listen to, you know, public enemy. Uh, I remember straight out of Compton. That was obviously such a huge deal. And then everything was in the news. Like Tipper Gore was in the news trying to get rid of gangster rap. Oh yeah. And, Putting, they, uh, putting the label on. Well, right. They, it was interesting to hear, which I didn't know. They were the first album to get that sticker, the parental advisory sticker, mm-hmm. put on their album. And then people wore, were, uh, even if it wasn't an explicit content CD, they were putting the sticker on there just so kids would buy it. Yeah, because it was cool. <laughs> it was awesome to have a tape back then that had <laughs> one yeah. of those little labels and, on. And, This podcast is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are stretch khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dogs make you look good. Their shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. They stretch. They give you a slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. They also use anti-stink sweat. Wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. I love my bird dogs. I wear them all the time. They dry quickly. You know, definitely in the summertime when we're in and out of water and using the rivers, they're a great addition to my short catalog. So make sure to go to birddogs.com forward slash J-R-E-R and enter the promo code J-R-E-R for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com forward slash J-R-E-R or promo code J-R-E-R for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. You won't take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Do they still have the parent advisory sticker? I guess people aren't really buying CDs anymore or whatever, but... 
I mean, I think it's still on. Like, if you were to buy a record, I think it's still on there. But I don't know. It's a good hmm. question. So they didn't have anything before? No. For, like, cuss words and songs or anything? It was just, no. like, anyone could buy it? Well, it was interesting to hear, and it made sense to me, that what happened was it, the reason, at least in Ice, what Ice Cube was saying, is that they used to put everything that was explicit in with, like, Eddie Murphy Raw and Richard Pryor and all the different comedy acts of back in the day because they had records and CDs. Right. So that and obviously they're swearing in those and those didn't have parental advisory stickers. So he would just assumed that that's where the C D was gonna end up. But but once they put it in the front with the other rap CDs and you know the kids were seeing it. I mean think about how cool like when you go to the mall, I would always go to the music store. Always. Like always. Love that's that. what you do. You go to the music store, you flip through shit, it just seemed cool. Yep. And that's what people did. And then remember, they put the. Then it was really cool when like Barnes and Noble put the headphones in, so you could listen to it before you bought it. And mm-hmm. That was a cool thing. But I think, according to Cube, once they put that in the front and it wasn't you know hidden away or tucked away with the comedian acts, it just blew up. I mean, yeah. it was just insane. It was wild to hear him think that that you know the band just expected just to be popular with like you know. In the kind of, in the I hood. don't know, the hood, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. it. But it's like resonated with everybody. Yeah. You know, so many of my, like I lived in England, right? Mm. When that mm. came out. And mm. so many of my friends had that stuff. And we're right. just rocking it all the time. Right. And most of our parents hated it. Oh, every parent, parent hated yeah. it. Yeah. But that, that's the funny thing about the, the publicity that it was getting. It's like negative publicity is good publicity, especially with children. Mm-hmm. They're seeing it on the news. Their parents are talking about it. Everyone's talking about it because Kipper Gore is you know trying to eliminate them mm-hmm. and say that they're not allowed. And you got to step up. And that's what Ice Cube was saying they did. They said, no, we fought back. We stepped up, and they were getting arrested on stage. Yeah, depending on where they were at, and they showed this in the film on the newer Straight Outta Compton film. What what was that like? Eight years ago, probably seven years ago. Yeah, I don't think it was that long. But anyway, great fucking movie though. But that happened in Detroit, and it was funny. He said they got kicked off stage, and then all the all the people that kicked him off, even the cops in Detroit, were asking for autographs. And and Easy was like, just give them whatever they want. We got to get the fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah, love yeah. that, dude. Yeah, they banned it at my school. I remember. Really? Like you couldn't have the tape or whatever, and it just made everybody want to have one. It like definitely did the complete opposite. It's mm. just like that's such a bad move. Like, do they not realize this would happen? Right. It's like hey, you you weren't cool if you didn't well, have a cassette of this. And again, going back to the timeline, this this was really only their second or. Maybe two. They only did two albums, mm. and then everybody kind of split up and started their own thing. Like Dre, you know, went off and did his own thing. Easy was already doing his own thing with Easy Does It. Easy, I didn't realize Easy E was the one who brought this band together. It was a band of all stars from right. different groups. Well, he was the most popular one. He was the name. Right. Well, because he came out with Easy Does It, which was fucking that was hardcore. Yeah, everybody loved that. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just so raunchy. Man, what a loss. To have lost easy, really, and, dude. So someone was telling me, is there a conspiracy about him actually getting having AIDS? Because none of the women that he was actually with, or that they had people had known him to be with, actually had HIV. Who knows? I mean, he he was in a famous band. Yeah. He was probably right. Like, if, do they really keep track on everyone he slept with? He probably slept with hundreds of conspiracy. people. Conspiracy. Yeah, but that was a loss. 
And also, what a genius idea to bring all the best guys from yeah. that time together. And then, you know, each of them really moved on to be massive. Mm -hmm. You know, they're all so super talented. Did they did they show I can't remember the film because it's been a while since I watched it, but did they show the story that Ice Cube was talking about when they went to Dr. Dre's um uh, uh bar that he was DJing at, right? So Dre was DJing at this bar. That's how he made money. Right. And he was just in playing Compton. In Compton. And they Dre invites the band to play there and he's like you, you motherfuckers better do good like oh, don't screw this what up was it, all the bloods were a bunch there? of bloods were there that yeah. was their hangout yep and they crushed it uh-huh and they loved it they were playing all these old songs but changing them to raunchier songs right yeah it turned them into like parodies almost which is really what two life crew did so two life crew kind of stole that idea Remember no. Two Life Crew, like several is, is years it later. Is stealing it though, or is it just using it? Well, they used it and they crushed as well. Mm -hmm. But it, I don't remember that being in the movie because that's a great story. Yeah, I can't remember. That must have been when they were way younger. I love, I love the story about when he was, you know, real young, and they would hop the fences of the schools. Oh yeah, and, and, and they do like raps. rap battles. Like imagine breaking into the school. Yeah. To go do that with yeah. other kids. Yeah. Like that's freaking badass. That is cool. Yeah. That is cool. Or just stand on the side of the fence, you know? Right. Just stand on the other side and rap. Mm-hmm. Nuts. Yeah, but, it, I mean, it looks like he's produced over, like, 20-some films. Is he really? Which I had no idea. Yeah, I just brought this up. So, looks like... Let's see. There's a lot, dude. I just looked this up on Wikipedia, but I, I couldn't believe how many films are on here. I mean, obviously, all the Fridays, all about the Benjamins. Are we done yet? Are we there yet? He did Barbershop. Those first, were big. First Sunday, um, Janky Promoters, The Long Shots, The Players Club, Ride Along, Ride Along 2, Sierra Leone's Refugee All-Stars, and then Straight Outta Compton. I mean, that's five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So that's, that's 14, 14 films. Yeah. Look up, look up how much uh, Straight Outta Compton made. Okay. Just go to the box office and see. I mean, the fact that he had his son play him and, you know, for two years sent him to, like, acting coaches. You know, it sounded like the kid really put the work in. It's yep. easy to just be like, oh, well, obviously his son got to do it and that's how he got the part. He did His dad though. made the movie. Nope. nope. He still had to put <clears> the work <throat> in and he was absolutely perfect. I mean, really probably the best character in that movie. So the budget was 50 mil, mm -hmm. and it made $201 million at the Jesus. box office. Not bad. Imagine how much money Ice made from that. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. I wonder I, how much the actual album grossed, though. We'll figure that out, too. I mean, he's probably still getting checks for that. Oh, no doubt. Unless, no, because I, uh, I think Easy owned most of the rights to that, I believe. Mm, maybe. I mean, it was definitely a start. That might have also been the reason why the band broke up, right? Because it just comes down to how much money each person's making. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Ruthless yeah. Records, baby. Does it show how much they made? I'm looking. All right. Keep looking. Yeah, his son was so good in that, though. I was watching some clips the other day, and I just forgot. It's like you forget that that's an actor. It looks so much and acts so much like Ice Cube. You're like, oh, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. He could probably just do a tour and sing all Ice's songs and just be like the young Ice Cube again. Why not? 
Look at that. Okay, so Easy E when when it was Easy Does It, he did that uh actually the month after Straight Out of Compton came out. So Straight Out of Compton came out August eighth, nineteen eighty eight. It charted number four in the US, three times platinum. Holy shit. And then Easy Does It. See, that's what I remembered is that Easy Does It came out afterwards, which it did. Hmm. September sixteenth. It came out a month after Straight Out of Compton. Well, Cube was saying he had some album that had come out first. Okay. I felt it. Well, he was clearly, uh, you know, he clearly, again, had a really huge following in South Central L.A. Right. Around the area. Yeah, good times. Good times, dude. Good times. I mean, I, again, I remember not only listening to this album, but then Public Enemy and, um, you know, Young MC was a little different because that was more poppy, but super fun. And, you know... Uh, Oh, gosh, what was his name? The bigger guy, the uh, say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you. <laughs> what was that? I can't think of his name. Oh, Bismarcky. Right. Bismarcky. Yep. And Nailed it. Fucking Ice-T. Ice-T yeah. was good. Ice-T had, uh, Ice had a metal band. No shit. That was fucking awesome. Wow. Yeah. Cop Killer was another one that he did. That was pretty good. That's I, right. And then he plays a cop on TV for the longest <laughs> amount of time anyone has ever played a cop on the television show. Oh, that's good. So perfect. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, we've all felt uncertain about where we're going in life at times, and we don't really know what the right path is. Sometimes we need to talk to somebody other than a family member, and BetterHelp is a really great way to get professional help at a super affordable price. I have definitely benefited from BetterHelp. In the past, I've used it within the past few months. I was going through a divorce, and it truly, truly helped me. I was able to pick my own therapist that I liked. I went through a couple. It took a little bit, but I found a therapist that I really liked, and it definitely benefited me, and it was super helpful. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your own schedule. So give it a try. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash J-R-E-R today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash J-R-E-R. It was interesting how he talked about turning that movie down, right? Because he wouldn't get vaccinated. Mm, yeah, nine mil. And, you know, it wasn't like he made a big to-do about it. <coughs> Excuse me. But it was like released, you know, he's kind of talking about HIPAA laws and stuff, which is fair enough. Like that's your private medical, you know, status. Yeah. And, you know, then he gets that massive blowback, right? Well, of course, because the media just wanted clickbait, dude. Of course they did. You know, and they make him look bad. I yeah. wonder if that's been a problem for him in Hollywood since. Hmm. Like, do you think that now he's like labeled a certain way and people won't want to work with him? I mean, Hollywood's pretty sensitive like that. You know what I mean? Probably. Yeah, I mean, he didn't, he didn't mention any of that, but I would imagine it would. But again, he's the one, he produces his own movies. He makes the whole thing. So he can probably kind of push past that if he wanted to. But, I, I mean, dude, like, he fought for freedom of speech for all of us. His band did. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were the reason why this, the fuck censorship thing on MTV, I mean, all stemmed from what they were doing and what their albums were talking about and of course he's gonna not get vaxxed if he doesn't want to good for him yeah 
Yeah, for sure. Way to fucking, you know, I mean, but, stick but, it to the man. But Ice. look, to talk about his character, right, just in general, I mean, he was in NWA. He decided to leave, you know, work on other things, went back to school. Mm-hmm. What was it, like architectural? Drafting. Drafting, drafting yeah. and mm-hmm. design or something. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's amazing. Imagine just showing up to class and Ice Cube sat next to you. <laughs> and he's like triple platinum, yeah. And he's doing the work. Well, and at that time, he was only what, probably eighteen years old or nineteen. I mean, yeah. they were young. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's humbling. It's smart. It's responsible. It just kind of, you know, shows you the type of character. He's like yeah. a guy that just gets it done. You know. I wish if if I was Rogan, I, I would have asked him more about Friday, and if that was really how, like, did he get those characters from his mom and his dad? It's like, come on, Craig. Yeah. Come on, Craig. Yeah, that would have been a good question. Like, you know, where did you get those characters from? There's so many legendary characters yeah. on that. Like, did you have a Debo down the street who was really, you know, had a chicken coop? Did you, you know, was Chris Tucker, was your best friend really like that? Uh-huh. Was he always smoking all that weed with you? And yep. was your dad really, you know, bitching about you eating all the fucking <laughs> collard greens and pig's feet? <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's such a classic. I mean, there's so many one-liners from that film. So good. I watched that film so many times when I was younger. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. It was just brilliant. What a legend. Listen to that one. Ice Cube's the man. I hope his basketball thing takes off. And Me too. And we get, we just get more dope shit from Ice Cube. Love him. Yeah, good what, man. What a, what a ledge. All right, let's jump over to Amanda Fielding. She is an interesting lady. Very to interesting say the least. lady, right? To say the least. So a psychedelic researcher. Who drilled a hole in her brain. Yeah. Herself. I wanted, I wanted to talk about that. Herself. A little bit, because that is kind of wild. I was, you know, it, there's a lot of talk. Within the first hour, there's a lot of talk of just this blood being able to pump, right? Right. And how when you're younger, your blood pumps faster, and then all of a sudden you're you know, by the time you're in your forties or whatever, your your heart It's like your it, brain just isn't getting as much blood, right? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. So yeah. kids have more energy because more blood is being pumped. Like, you know, when you're when you're born, your your um your heartbeat is like hundred and eighty beats per second or something right. like that. Right. It's very it's fast. Way faster. It's like a fucking dog's heart. Mm-hmm. And then for whatever reason, it slows down. And then, of course, you know, people eat fast food every day and then it goes, then it gets faster. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So wait, so. Do a bunch of Adderall. But that's why I was confused because it sounded to me like the research she was doing is more about getting more blood pumped to your brain. And somehow if you drill, what do they call it? Tenesis? Oh, no. uh, It is called... Trepanation. Trepanation. I think, yeah. Which is the procedure of drilling like a centimeter hole in your skull. I've heard about that before. Well, they did it all the time in the in the freaking dark ages and all the way up until I think the 1800s they were doing that just for people who had headaches and they thought maybe they were... Um, releasing demons. Releasing demons. So if you're basically, if you, if you were psychotic, they would do that to try to release the demons because they thought people were crazy. Mm. Um, I love ancient possessed. medicine. It's hilarious. <laughs> Give it me makes, the blood. It makes you think how how good it is even now. Are we going to look back hundreds of years from now and be like, oh my God, they did what? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about this procedure or... 
I can't believe she did it herself. It just seems wacky. It seems a little wacky to me. I don't know. I mean, they talk about how exercise pumps more to your your blood to your brain. Just get out and exercise. (laughs) Just okay. We don't need to be drilling holes in our brain. Go for a run. (laughs) Go for a run. What I think the most poignant thing that I heard from her was when she wanted to quit smoking cigarettes, Mm. and she had you know she took a bunch of LSD with the intention of quitting smoking. And she remembers having a cigarette while she's tripping out. And it was gross. And it was disgusting, and she hasn't smoked since. Yeah. To me, that that there's a lot of truth in that, I would say. If you're coming in with an intention, I've heard about this a lot with mushrooms. You know, you hear about a, lo- a lot about this with these hero doses with shrooms and trying to get rid of depression and going into the, into the um, trip with this intention of really being happier and, you know, Mm-hmm. I mean, it creates more synapses in the brain, right? You're actually creating these neurons and these pathways and that, you know, if you smoke weed, I think they die. If you take shrooms, they expand. Yeah, it grows more. You know, and we, we were growing up in the D.A.R.E. thing. I don't know if they had the D.A.R.E. program in or anything like it in England. But, oh, they had a bunch of other dumb anti-drug bullshit. That but it was it. always like... You know, LSD puts a hole in your brain. Ecstasy puts a hole in your brain, and all of that stuff is is has been debunked. Well, she she was said over and over. It's completely non toxic. Yeah, and that's even high doses because they they've been trying to say forever like it, it stores in your spine, right? And that whatever the fuck that means. I remember that one. It's like I don't even know if they could know that. What are they doing? Autopsies on hippies? And look, I I don't advocate everyone doing it. You know, I I remember there was a kid in high school, and I don't even know if this was an urban legend, but everyone said he just thought he was a glass of orange juice. Is that an urban legend? Have you heard that one? Yeah, somebody took too much LSD, and then they just walk around thinking they're a glass of OJ. Oh, God. (laughs) So, Well, the big one was always, like, people jumping off the roof because they thought they could fly. Yeah, but really, I mean... Maybe I don't know. You, I know lots of up. people that have done acid, and none of them jumped off a roof. You know, you might climb up into a tree, and the and the branch falls, and you fall on the ground. That's true. That could happen anyway, though. Been there. Yep. But, but yeah, non toxic completely. That's interesting. Cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's like I hope, and you know, like they were saying, they've lost fifty years of possible research on psychedelics because they like banned them all in what like the 60s or whatever 70s well it was it was the drug war with uh nixon because nixon hated the hippies and the anti-drug uh it, the drug war started during that the war on drugs excuse right me. that was all they nixon. just wanted to give us safe drugs it like was, alcohol and cigarettes, Todd. Right. They it, were keeping us safe. Well, look, they were scared of the civil rights movement, obviously. They were scared of the Black Panthers, obviously. Uh, they're basically scared of people who are anti-war, which was hippies, Black Panthers. All the civil rights movement was happening at the same time. People were starting to realize that the government is feeding us lies and the war is stupid. And, you know, war is money to our government, so they got to squash that. Right. How, how are you going to do that? You got to get rid of LSD because it makes people think mm-hmm. amongst themselves. How dare they think? And, they, you know, they mentioned towards the end about Timothy Leary, how it was a kind of a shame how his, you know, his speeches and stuff, and I, I can see this. I, I, I've listened to a few of the older, you know, the, it's like the Grateful Dead movement, the acid test, all that stuff's fun, but it doesn't make you think, especially as a parent of children that age, you know, or 
kids and they're seven, you know, 15, 16, 17 years old. As a parent back then, I wouldn't have wanted my kids to go off in that direction. It, it didn't seem like a direction that was smart. You know, this tune in, tune on, drop out. What is it? Oh, yeah. Tune in. Turn on, drop out. Yeah, something like that. The drop out bit. That you should have changed that. There, there was just something there that it, it basically created an easy way for the government to say that all these kids are stupid when really they're not. They're just trying to take psychedelics and expand their mind and fucking dance at a Grateful Dead show, which is amazing. But it, the, the, the messaging, I think, was off, and it was an easy way for people to say drugs are dumb, they make you stupid. You know, look at these hippies. Mm-hmm. And which we all know is not true. I mean, really, I mean, fuck, they're the baby boomers. Now they're the ones telling us not to do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> they let money take over, you know. Of course they did. But imagine if we had 50 years of research through all this. We're right. just now finding out it's good for, you know, PTSD. Right. It, it possibly, um, you know, microdosing psilocybin might be good for Alzheimer's and Alzheimer's is a horrible condition mm. for somebody to get or, mm. if, you know, a family to have to, you know, watch deal with yeah. that happen to, some, you know, their grandfather or whatever. And, you know, again, no cure for it. We can't figure out what's going on there. It's like if you don't die of heart disease and cancer because you took care of yourself, you're going to go out with like dementia or Alzheimer's or something. Yeah, I mean, this is just a theory of mine, but haven't they talked about aspartame creating maybe more Alzheimer's patients. I mean, so my grandmother drank Diet Coke every fucking day. I would go to my grandparents' house. They always had Diet Coke in the fridge. Mm -hmm. She drank it every day. And she got dementia in her 80s. And the last, like, three years of her life, it was horrible. She, we, you know, no one could understand what she was talking about. She's saying the same thing over and over. She had these notes in her drawer with my dad's phone number on them. My dad lived two doors down. They lived in this, like, kind of a block where there was condos. Right. So when they got older, instead of them going to a old folks' home, my dad just moved in a couple doors down so he could check on them. She had all over the house, in drawers, in cabinets, under the bed, in the bathroom, notes that just had my dad's phone number on them. Jeez. Because she didn't want to forget his phone number. She was yeah. so terrified. Well, imagine how scary it is to just be forgetting everything like that. And every day you're forgetting more and more. It's like a hard drive is just getting wiped. And if there is a way, right, if that is, and I'm not, I don't know. They haven't done all the research yet. But if it's like, yeah, once you get to 60 years old, you know, a doctor says, right, we we now get you on a psilocybin regimen and you take X amount. And it could be low enough to where you're not like tripping balls all day. You're just like taking care of your brain with this supplement, basically. Right. But all lost. Well, I mean, don't you think that has a lot to do with drug companies not wanting us to be healthy? Well, they just want to make a lot of money. Right. So if they could patent it, you know, and control some of it so that, you know, if they change a little bit of it, they probably want to take out the bit that makes you trip, which is a shame because that's the fun bit. That's Mm -hmm. the best part. Mm -hmm. And then just sell it as the only legal way to get it, which they probably will. They'll do it, which is scary. I mean... Well, Australia just legalized um, MDMA therapy and psilocybin therapy. Good. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah. But it's super expensive. It's like six grand or something for the meds. That's a lot of money. Well, and and 
Amanda was mentioning that there was a lot of trepidation in Mexico. So they're actually still doing this procedure in Mexico. Hmm. The drilling holes in the skull. Maybe that's the way trepanation. Trepanation. Sorry. Trepidation is a different word. It is a different word. No. Yeah. There might be a lot of that in Mexico, <laughs> too. <laughs> oh, and then so talk- you can go down to Mexico and have them drill a hole in your head. I mean, she didn't get into the specifics of it. She just said there was a lot of it still happening in Mexico right now. See, I, I didn't know much about it, and it, but I had heard... Um, from somewhere, and I can't remember, that it, it like makes you feel a little bit high all the time mm. if you do that. If so, you drill a hole in your skull. I guess. I don't know if that's true. Well, she, I mean, she has a hole in her skull, and she kept mentioning that it was a very subtle difference for psychosis. Like, it would, it would create this state of mind that was a little calmer, a little less crazy, basically. Right. Yeah. But who knows? Slightly I mean, less ego. Yeah, but okay, just take some more LSD then. I don't know about this whole drilling <laughs> hole, holes in your brain. It's so extreme. <laughs> yeah. Well, they could do some research on it. That'd be fine. What do you think about the uh, a spider that made a oh. better a better web on LSD? That was cool. That's pretty dope. And then and then and then the spider who who they gave weed to, right? Did a pretty good job for a while, but then <laughs> just got forgot. hungry and. <laughs> Started eating Funyuns, <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> of course, it's so perfect. Mm. The caffeine one's weird. You would think mm. caffeine would make a good web. No. But no, it was a total disaster. Well, caffeine is a really, 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 to- like, t- I don't know if it's toxic, but it's very strong. We're, well, we just do it all the time, so we you, have so much tolerance. If you ate enough of it, I mean, think about it. Coffee's like 30 milligrams, you know, maybe 80. Some of those energy drinks are like 100. Mm-hmm. That's one-tenth of one gram. Mm-hmm. If you ate two grams of pure powdered caffeine, mm. you'd probably be pretty fucked up. Your and two would, grams is tiny. Your heart would explode. You, it might kill you. Yeah. So in a sense, it is toxic. Well, and look at sugar. You just in have it, to take enough. Coca Cola, thirty-seven grams of sugar in one Coca Cola. I don't even understand that. That's like ten spoonfuls of sugar. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. How does it even dissolve? How does it stay dissolved? Oh, it just because it does it dissolves. <laughs> 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 it would it would be really impactful though if um you had to add the sugar yourself. Mm-hmm. So you open it up the can and then you have a bag and you just add as much as you want. You would ne- no human. Right. No one would be like, "Oh, I'm clearly pouring all of this in there." Well, dude, think about Kool-Aid when we were little. I mean, I remember pouring heaps of Kool-Aid in the in the thing and then stirring it around and it never tasted good enough. You pour more sugar in there. By the mm-hmm. end of it, the whole bottom of the like Two inches of the fucking container is just a is just sugar. You got to restir it. Well, as a kid, that's the only drug you can get. Yeah, is freaking sugar. So of course we're just all fiends for it. Yeah, while we wait to get older so we can do all the other drugs. Mm. Move on to alcohol. I did like the the talk of how they're doing a lot of these MRI brain scans when people are on hallucinogenics Mm -hmm. and how the different areas of the brain light up. I mean, this is the research that we need to keep doing, right? Yeah. Because there's a lot more activity than people think. Yeah. And different parts of the brain are lighting up that we maybe wouldn't have thought we're going to light up like the cerebellum, which Mm -hmm. they're thinking really only deals with balance and, you know, uh, not really cognitive function, more just balance and, uh, essentially just not the things like art or science or math in the other parts of the brain, right or left. Sure. And 
they mentioned that the cerebellum was really firing when when they were on psychedelics. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guarantee that if you get drunk and then they scan your brain, it's not functioning well at no, all. No, it's dying. Yeah, it's just not it's falling even. Asleep. <laughs> it's falling asleep. It wants a burger. It wants a fight. Yeah, it wants to fight. It wants to drive home because <laughs> yeah, it just, thinks it's fine. It thinks it's fine. <laughs> it's not fine. Get an Uber, folks. Oh, buddy, yeah, get an Uber. Don't drive drunk. Yeah. Silly. Well, I hope she gets to do a lot more research. It was really cool to have her on. I don't recommend drilling a hole in your head. I would have to say, don't do that, please, for the love of God. But, you know, who knows? Maybe there's a therapeutic thing. Like, if somebody's getting migraines all the time and nothing cures it, then it would be great for somebody yeah. to have an option, and, and maybe that's the way. Well, look, should it, look into it. It's not. It's not killing people. So, you know, she said it was like a half-hour procedure. It's a very simple procedure. Yeah, but once you do it, they can't exactly <laughs> plug that bitch up. So, be careful. Be careful. All right, let's jump over and finish up with uh, Killer Mike. So, the Run the Jewels playlist is the music that they play at the Comedy Mothership. I noticed that while we were there. That's mm, dope. I love Run the Jewels. So good. It pumps you up like nobody's business. What a cool fucking dude, too. Like, talking about really cool dudes. Killer Mike is badass. I've I've always appreciated Killer Mike, especially when he was on the campaign trail with Bernie. He was doing a lot of speeches with Sanders. Mm-hmm. That's kind of when I started listening to him more. Right. And, I mean, it was kind of around the same time mm-hmm. that um, Run the Jewels was starting to blow up. Yep. I had never heard of the of the band. I didn't realize that it was just two people. Um, and they crush. I mean, I, I think their music's incredible. It's some of the best rap. I think some of the best newer rap, because I typically go back to the older rap, you know, because I grew up with the 90s rap yeah. and early 2000s rap, but this this is new rap that I really enjoy. Oh, yeah. And he's yeah. a smart motherfucker. Really is, right? He's a very smart guy, and it was, it was interesting to hear his life story about the, you know, growing up <clears throat> in Georgia and, you know, having these couple of really good teachers and that principal especially would kind of take him aside and hang out with him at lunchtime and really kind of brought him up under his wing and and that stuff's so important realized what a what a smart kid he was i mean even cube said something similar that he was uh really kind of um uh appreciated for his writing and they put it on the wall and you know you don't you don't you think you think if someone's a rapper that, you know, they've just had this, like, tough life, and they're a badass, and then, you know, they're just making their music, and that's it. But it comes down to, like, these little things, you know? Having those teachers in mm-hmm. your life that really kind of encourage you, it makes such a difference. Well, and, dude, if you're a good rapper, you have to be smart. you got to write lyrics. No doubt. Yeah. The, there's no way any of these guys are dummies at all. Definitely not. That's, that's pop stars. They're dumb. <laughs> I said it here. Uh, yeah, so I, I appreciated this one. I actually like this one better than Amanda Fielding. I you know, she was interesting. It was definitely worth listening to. But Killer Mike, I was extremely stoked to listen to him because he is he's a very smart guy. I love how he's doing all the shout outs to like everyone he knows in his hometown. Oh yeah. <laughs> And then he's mad at that car dealership, and he's, like, blowing him up. Rogan's like, uh, are you sure we should be blowing him up? He's like, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> I went in to buy a car, and then they were like, it's this much, and your wife said this. 
That was great. He's a very optimistic dude, though, a very positive guy. Like, that's really cool for, you know, kids to have that, like, as a role model, mm-hmm. you know, and he's a rapper, like, just talks a lot about his work, working his ass off, getting successful, you know, all the difficulties in there. It, it was a great message, man. Yeah. And well, and he has a new album, which I haven't heard yet. So he just came out with, sounds like a solo album. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. We got to check that out. Mm-hmm. For sure. It was funny how he thought being a millionaire isn't rich. Is it not mm-hmm. rich today? Sounds, not, still sounds like it. I guess when we grew up in the 80s, if we heard someone was a millionaire, it was like, yeah, they are that was the richest. Big deal. big deal. And now it's like you can barely buy a house in Bozeman. I mean, I thought it was a big deal just to go to my uh, my friend's house that could afford doing pay-per-view and go watch Hulk Hogan uh, on WWF Worldwide, Worldwide Wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if your friends could get pay-per-view, that's like where all the kids would go. Oh, yeah. Because they have rich parents and they can afford pay-per-view for the night. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think they were millionaires. No. But still. But they yeah, had the biggest could... house on the block. Yeah. Money's changed, bro. Mm. So now you need like tens of millions to be called rich, maybe. Yeah. But they did say that that's who's going to live the longest. With the new technology coming out, if you got hundreds of millions, like maybe Rogan would just live forever. It's pretty cool. He knows all the people that could do it. He'll figure it out. He's going to. He's going to. And then CNN will have another article about him and say that it's all bad, make him look old. I, w- I mean, I would at least like to have a hologram for my grandchildren that they could, you know, once I die or my great grandkids, they could just talk to me. Yeah. Well, they could probably take all the audio that we record on this. There we go. They're going to get the dumbest version of us <laughs> to talk to. They're like, God, was uh, my granddad really this hold stupid? Up, hold up. Depends, <laughs> depends on the day, buddy. Come on. All right. Speak all right. for yourself. Well, I was. Oh, killer Mike, though. I, yeah, I, I need to check out his new album. I'm going to look it up and see what it is. Legend. He didn't talk about it much. No. Um, but, you know, I really appreciate his his enthusiasm for changing things, right? Like, he's a positive motherfucker, and he's trying to really bring up his community. He kept talking about, you know, where he grew up in Atlanta and his neighborhood and how he, you yep. know, growing food, right? How his right. grandmother used to grow food. That was really cool to listen to. Like, mm-hmm. I want to start growing food. I want to teach people in my neighborhood how to grow food. And even some of his teachers that he talked about who were growing food when he was in school and how that was really influential. And she had like different diets that she would give the kids at different times of the year because it was like more nutrients and things for colds. And Mm -hmm. it was like medicine through food, which is really how they used to do it. Which makes way more sense. Than whatever we have today. Yeah, here's a pill. Yeah, just eat like shit and then here's some cold medicine. (laughs) Yeah. Well done, 2023 science. <laughs> Love it. Well, anyway, check out Killer Mike. He's a badass. Great pods this week. Thank you, Todd, as always. And everyone listening, we appreciate you. We love you. And we'll talk to you next week. Peace out.